Welcome to Illivision. Pan, god of the wilds and panic. Pan, known to the Romans as Faunus, was the son of Hermes and one of the youngest of the Olympian gods, along with Heracles and Dionysus, the god of partying, with whom Pan hung out a lot. Pan was depicted playing panpipes, having the horns, ears and tail of a goat, and was particularly fond of his beard, until some nymphs tied him down and shaved it off. You see, Pan was a pursuer of the ladies, or in this case, nymphs. He charmed them with his beautiful playing of the panpipes, so beautifully, in fact, that the Homeric hymn to Pan states that no bird can surpass him in song. But he wasn't always appreciated, as the same hymn states that when his mother first saw him with his thick beard as a baby, she was terrified, ran away, and left the infant alone. It was then that Hermes took his son to Mount Olympus, the home of the immortal gods. Zeus and the other gods were besotted with the goat boy, goat baby, especially Dionysus, and they decided to name him Pan because he delighted their hearts. But back to later life and his activities with the nymphs. Pan had the hots for Echo from the Echo and Narcissus story, and in some versions their love was mutual. But it is from his chase of the nymph Syrinx that we get panpipes. Syrinx was not as open to the idea of love with Pan as Echo was and dismissed his advances. It ended up with Pan pursuing her and she, asking for help to escape this terrible situation, was transformed into reeds. Pan grabbed at the reeds and as the wind blew through the reeds, it made a beautiful sound. Pan was entranced by the sound, and it's from these reeds that he created the panpipes that we know today. Another nymph that spurned Pan's advances was Pitis. It was while also trying to escape him that she was transformed into a tree, a fir tree. It seems that Pan's life wasn't all about panpipe music and nymph love, there was some depth to him as Pseudo-Apollodorus tells her that he taught Apollo, the god of light and prophecy, the mantic art, that is, the art of divination or prophecy. Pan lived in caves and roamed the forests and mountains of Arcadia in Greece. His unseen presence in these woods instilled fear and terror in those who walked in them. It was even worse if he woke him whilst he was peacefully asleep, as it might cause you to panic, which is where the word panic comes from. Despite Pan's appalling chasing of non-consenting nymphs, he showed a softer and compassionate side in the Eros and Psyche narrative, when Psyche, totally distraught while searching the world for her lost love Eros, came upon Pan. Surprisingly, rather than as he would typically do, scare or take advantage of her, he actually consoled her and gave her advice on how to regain her love. Yep, a rare heartwarming moment in Greek mythology. But it does show that perhaps we should never judge a book solely by its cover. Whilst Pan's kindness to Psyche doesn't redeem or excuse his deplorable actions, it underscores the multifaceted nature of each individual and serves as a call for self-improvement and urging us all to cultivate and showcase 
our positive aspects more consistently. <laughs>